You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the After Laugh. I have uh, my friend, again, I guess we're friends, we're cool, yeah. whatever, acquaintances, <laughs> Bridget Sell, and you've sort of semi been on the podcast before. I think early yeah. on we had a big group of, of people. I, I used to think that it was really cool to have just tons of people on the show, and at the end of the day, when you're talking about it purely, I know the bugs are, I put a little <laughs> machine out there, and no. that's a candle that should... You could bring that candle next to you. It's a citronella. It looks digital. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be ultrasonic waves. Okay. But I got it from They'll, Amazon. That'll so get rid of the bugs. <laughs> they'll make the bugs like, ugh, I don't like that. I don't like that And the sound. citronella. Cool. And then I have like citronella incense. So I can do all this stuff nice. to make you happy. Great. Thank you. The damn diva. I love it. I have a little, like I have these little <laughs> incense sticks. <laughs> I don't know where they go. Yeah, I'm going to need Pelo Santo. Are you someone who is... um? super uh, affected by mosquitoes no not um, at all i don't know what that is it's very weird i've never really i don't know if i've ever been bitten by a mosquito to be <laughs> honest i really don't but i know some people who just get mauled by mosquitoes so it yeah. has to do something with um blood type or something like have that. you ever been stung by a bee yeah okay but usually when i was fucking with as a child yeah but isn't it a, funny how bees only sting you when you're a kid yeah because you're you get older kids are awful yeah we you get had, older and it's just a, it's an even playing field, I guess. <laughs> that's one of those things, like, I look back in my childhood in Virginia, and we had woods around us and trees, and there were just bees everywhere, and we thought it was so fun to go out there with a, with a tennis racket. Yeah. And just... Wait, like, what part of Virginia? Alexandria, Northern Virginia. Okay. So, nobody, you know, and I had good parents, but, like, at one point, nobody said, that's really awful, what you're doing bees like we're not res- we're not told to respect the lives of insects as children no we put we put ants under magnifying glasses and all sorts of awful shit see i never did that but once i was laying out by a pool and a and a bee stung my lip and oh wow that was not cool <laughs> any reason why did it no, just i just remember being like oh my god and my lip was just like botoxed out <laughs> don't people use bee stings are actually a form of therapy I as bet well. Cleopatra did that. There is, um, <laughs> there's a show right now on Netflix called Unwell. Have yeah. you heard about this? Okay, I and saw it. It basically takes all these modern techniques of new age healing and remedies. Uh-huh. Um, like homeopathic drugs and all that stuff and just mm-hmm. sort of says, and just presents both sides. Like here, this stuff is legit and it's also a bunch of fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like one of the episodes is about is that too much? No, it smells face? like Christmas. I like it. Um, but that should, get, that should get. No, it's citronella. <laughs> oh, citronella. Okay, yeah. No, so it well, should, it's, should keep the bugs away. Although it's right, it's blowing right into it'll your keep face. Okay, everyone fine. away. Yes, <laughs> um, but it smells good. It smells like church or something. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just you just draw the smoke. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Um, is that good? Yeah, I like it. It's better than the flies in your face. Like I'm inhaling it. Like yeah. whatever. I'll t- I'll take anything. Maybe at this you'll get point, hot. Bro. It's truth serum. Yeah. I'll take it all. Um, so one of the reasons why I want to have you on the podcast is because we are Insta friends. Of course. And you seemed like one one of those people, and I was not one of those people. 
um, I'm trying to be one of those people who sort of saw as an opportunity to get to get into shape. Yes. Okay, that smoke, the smoke is way too much of your face. Okay. I'm going to move it. Um, These so, healthy lungs. I know that um, <laughs> the quarantine 15 was a real, it was a real thing for me. I actually gained, I gained 20 pounds. I don't quarantine. even believe you. I swear to God. By the way, I've lost um, like 12 cents, but I gained tw- 20. Can I ask, like, what did you do to gain 15 pounds? Well, part of it was, um, obviously gyms, I'm not like a gym rat. I've never been a gym rat, mm-hmm. but my main form of exercise was jujitsu. Okay. So jujitsu is probably l- literally like the single worst thing you can do in COVID. Because really? Cause it's contact. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know if you know what jujitsu is, but basically yeah. it's like, you know, you're wearing snuggies and you're on the ground with another dude and you're rolling around in your sweat and you're just trying to kill each yeah. other. And so the mats get contaminated, uh-huh. the ghee gets contaminated, you're face to face with people. I mean, literally you have yeah. crotches in your face or face. Your workout became illegal, basically. Yeah, exactly. Got it. And by the way, it's still happy right now, but everything is sort of on the sh- sh- wink, wink. Yeah. Kind of like the Nancy Pelosi hair salon. Everything's kind of like. <laughs> it's on the DL. It's not open, but it's open. <laughs> There's a lot of places in LA that are open, but not open. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I like also, it. I don't have a problem with that because I think fuck you government like people have to live yeah we have to live but safely yeah <laughs> i i i have i'm of a very mixed mind on that so anyway i gained i i went to the doctor i, I went on a, on a road trip for a month okay and obviously when you're in a road trip you're in a car you're not getting you're not getting a lot of cardio and you're also eating a lot of road food i don't feel like i'm becoming a sack of shit but mm-hmm. I'm slowly becoming a slack okay. of shit in this month. And I what are you eating that's making you a sack of shit on this road trip? Well, Fries? it's weird because <laughs> it's not like I'm just like McDonald's every yeah. day, but I, you have, I'm not someone who's on the cutting edge. Of what, what is good? I know it's mm-hmm. obviously everything is like high protein, low carb. Yeah. So I'll be, <laughs> I'll be at a gas station. I'll like, well, beef jerky is good for me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause beef jerky is high protein, <laughs> low carb. So you think if you eat beef jerky as your snack on the yeah. road, that's better than Cheetos or better than, yeah. you know, um, and I'm only going to have sugar free Coke or sugar free yeah. about and do, um, which I know there are problems with that. So, <laughs> In my head, I don't think I'm being completely disgusting. And if I do have something like McDonald's or close to it, it's uh-huh. rare. Okay. Um, and I'm still active. I'm going around. I'm seeing things. So I don't feel it. It's like a frog in boiling water, right? So by the totally. time I got back from this trip and I'm, and I'm home for a week and everything's still shut down and I go to the doctor and I weigh myself, I was 218. Impossible. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm 209 right now. So 208. You look great. Oh, hush. So the thing is. You can't see it. No, but, but, and I had, I took, um, I did mushrooms and I had a video of me in, on mushrooms. Did you feel it? What? M- I can't feel mushrooms to save my Get out of here. Yeah. I don't know if I believe you. I, I've, how I, many times I have you giggly. done, how many times giggly. have you done mushrooms? Once. Oh, hush. Yeah. How much mushroom did you eat? Okay. So I was with a very good friend of mine who's also a comic and I I forget we would just like eat them we were in Joshua Tree and uh-huh. I just I honestly I never felt it and they were like look at the stars and I just well let me just say this <laughs> you're not immune to mushrooms okay. I promise you they work <laughs> I think you just need to eat I, there, there's a lot of factors one is and I, you can tell I'm a big fan one is <laughs> don't eat too much beforehand okay because if your stomach is digesting 
all this food with your mushrooms, it gets mm-hmm. diluted. Or if you drink a lot of water and you eat a lot of food beforehand. Okay. Um, so that's number one. It takes 45 minutes to kick in. So if you've been e- if you take the mushrooms, 45. It takes about 45 minutes to kick in, depending on how quickly you eat the mushrooms, uh, how much you have in your system. So I've done it three times now, <laughs> not to brag, but all all in quarantine mm-hmm. because I was just like, fuck it. Yeah. Now's the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I could definitely tell you. There, there, there are also different strains of mushrooms. So maybe your friend had some very weak mushrooms. It worked or maybe on you guys, them. It you worked were, on them completely. I just, mic- I mean, how much did it work on them? I think I just took too little. You're, yeah, and which makes sense because yeah. it's the first time. You don't yeah. want to. It's a scary idea. <laughs> Isn't it the scariest though? But like- let me tell you something. Now <laughs> that I've done it three times, yeah. The only thing that is sort of you have to worry about is getting nauseous, which you just have to yeah. accept as one of the things that happens and get like through it. I don't like getting nauseous. So I, I don't like getting nauseous. And it's not even a nausea that you're going to be puking in yeah. buckets like ayahuasca. It's just a type of nausea that kind of comes and goes and comes and goes. And eventually, it just it doesn't come back. But yeah. uh, I took a video of myself. <laughs> I was with someone and I had a video of me on mushrooms and I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, thank God for self-fat shame. Because this, <laughs> this video made me go, wow. You're I, hard I would, on yourself, though. No, no, no. This video is pretty. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's it, it. The the video was at the point where I was like, maybe I'll just be the f- the funny fat guy. Like oh, maybe that's going to be been my there. yeah. And and it's not just me being stupid, self deprecating bullshit. Because I did a a, a TV show called Wu Tang: An American Saga, which is on Hulu. <sighs> And you I, did that show? I just I played a cop. It was like one episode. You know, though, anything related to Wu Tang, I'm like. Yeah, yes. I think they screwed the pooch on it, though. To be honest, I, you, they, you don't think it was good? You saw it? No, I didn't see it. Um, I just I love Wu Tang. Like I can tell you, my fitness, my workouts. It's yeah, I think that th- they try to do this sort of like he's going back home, and Who's as he's he? like one of the Wu Tang guys. I don't know, Method Man, maybe. Know Method Man was there. Okay. I don't know what Method well. Man was there. He was a producer on the show. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, there was ten of ten people in Wu Tang. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, God, you really know the shit. I don't know. I oh, just yeah. was like, I'm like, I'm the white foil. I'm the you white know that cop. childish Gambino. He got his name by googling what would my Wu Tang name be. Really? Mm-hmm. We can wow. find out your Wu Tang name. That's cool. I yeah, like that idea. Totally. I like Childish And it came back Childish Gambino for Donald Glover. That's very cool. <laughs> I like that my podcast can teach me things and our audience things too. Yeah. Google it. Your Wu-Tang name. <laughs> so, um, and and I've been on enough uh, TV movies where I've seen myself and I can be self-deprecating. Usually I'm self-deprecating. Yeah. Like, look at my stupid face. But when I was a cop in this show, okay. and I remember thinking, oh, I'm a cop. I'll eat an extra donut or two. Who cares if I'm a little bit... Co- yeah. Cops are... Uh, <laughs> plain, like kind of, kind of chubby, you know. <sighs> so I saw myself on the in the scene, and it's a sideways shot where I'm I'm, I'm kind of like grabbing this guy's neck, like grabbing this black guy's neck, like trying okay. to restrain him. And I'm telling you, my my belly was so I I, I literally was like, is that a shadow? Like, oh, that's my actual <laughs> belly. I, I, it's I, it's like three f- feet wide. What's going on? And it really woke me up. And then the mushroom. So I was like, fuck this. I'm going to yeah. like, I have to change everything. And, you know, okay, so everyone you felt has like a, seeing yourself on camera. That's that was your. And then the video of me on mushrooms. I was like, I've got to <laughs> figure some shit out because it doesn't. You know, there are people who honestly, when they get like it works for them. Yeah, it plays particularly when you're talking about Hollywood and being cast. Mm-hmm. It works into the archetype. Like I just my face 
the rest of my body doesn't work with a big belly. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? If I'm like this, I just look like a fit pregnant guy. Well, if it makes you feel better, I took an acting class once and the teacher or owner of the school yeah. said I was too fat for my height. So That's such an interesting I know, comment. but I understand so that. I went, so I should look more like a Cameron Diaz. She goes, anything but what you are. I was like, Whoa. okay. Was that in yeah. LA? Oh, yeah. Those acting teachers in LA are such fucking and assholes. You know what? They're always trying to put you in a box. Ugh. And I'm like, I'm going to be my own person. Like, that's what everybody does. Yeah, and they love to you know. abuse you, make you feel like you need them to succeed. Yeah. I hate no, these it, dumb it's, it's exhausting. And then you finally just go, you know what? You either like me or you don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think it's a weird thing because I do think in general it is better to be thinner because it is healthier to be thinner you you know going to suffer yeah, from that diabetes hits you for different reasons yeah so <laughs> in general so the idea of fat shaming <laughs> you know it's kind of like it, it's sort of yeah you shouldn't fat shame but sometimes people need to be my ex-girlfriend she was she was a fat kid and okay. now she's she gets money as basically a fitness model on instagram mm-hmm. Because she is a a gym rat and she's like super fit and she's basically got like a four pack and she posts bikini pics and she gets paid Mm -hmm. all because she was a fat kid and she was, people mocked her and she's like, fuck that. So there's something about revenge body that. I believe. Yeah, yeah. totally. It makes you feel like you've overcome something. Yeah. Just being bullied in general, I don't think Mm -hmm. is so bad a hundred percent of the time. You know what I mean? I, I agree with that a little. So, um, so back to you. Let's not make this all about me. Nah, um, I, so I, you know, I saw I your, seen you in a while. <laughs> I saw your, I saw your Instagram, and I was like, yeah. And you, you look like you're on a workout. Which I was like, wow, she, she's, she's becoming one of these people who is making your Instagram sort of about yeah. self development, and I don't know if there's psychological, mental development as well, but it's all connected. Obviously. Yeah. So, what was was there a change, or what what made that kind of occur for you? So, okay, so I was talking to the woman I train with today, mm-hmm. and she owns a company called Atvolve, and I was telling her, I had a moment in March, because we all know this whole shitty pandemic So thing. March, like right when it yeah. kicked in. It, it was like, I started training with her in February, and it was like March, I woke up one day when we knew we were going to be quarantined. Remember, they were like, this is going to suck. Basically, the, <laughs> I think it was like the 15th around yeah, then. Yeah, the 15th. We all remember, like, we were like, I had plans today, and then yeah. it was just like, no. And anyway, and I said, I could either you know order all the shit not be able to go to work and just become like the worst I've ever been or I could take this time where I'm not doing shows I'm not drinking I'm not going out and just focus on getting in the best shape I've ever been in I'm 31 years old you know and she was like I'm glad you made that choice you know she was like my her focus is that people who are creative like you like comics people we also have to take care of the mental, you know, body health side. So I was like, right now, that's got to be my focus, you know? And yeah. it's really, it's never been better. Like, I still drink. I still have, like, fun nights. But her, like, whole fitness idea has, like, basically taken me to, like, 100. I don't even know how yeah. else to put it. <laughs> so so you started working with her in February, yeah. right? Yeah. So you said there was, was a like, moment. I went, well, okay. So I wanted to look good for this show that Teresa Lowe hosts called like Pajama Party where you have to be in your underwear. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look good. But I was like still eating shitty and just like lifting now can, a one can, can we get uh, <laughs> can we get brass, brass tacks? Like how much were you, can I ask how much you were weighing then? How much was, I weighed? Yeah. Um, okay. Let's be honest. I was like 
167. And you're how tall? Five nine. So one six. Oh, so that's tall. So yeah. one sixty seven, five nine. Though, yeah, is is it's not obese, obviously, but it's probably but it's, it's a girl who has to watch her. Would you consider one sixty seven at five nine overweight, or is it just sort of it's on overweight. the? It's, it's overweight. overweight. Yeah. So like, I was overweight. At a doctor, you'd be overweight. I always yeah. tell everyone I made it work. I was yeah. wearing mom jeans. You yeah. Know, putting my boobs out. I have a, a big more. personality. Yeah. Look yeah. at me. I love my body. And everyone. And the one yeah. one time someone called you brave, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I was a brave asshole. So you're, one, you're 167 but, yeah. and you you had this show, yeah. so you hired a trainer. Yeah, I hired a trainer thinking like, okay, one month later, the show's on the 17th, 24th of March. Like, I'm going to look great. And has that been your history of exercising in the past that you could sort of like lose it? And- well, yeah, well, what's interesting is no. I was kind of like, I started with this trainer in 2000. 13 which is interesting the same trainer same trainer she's one of my best friends as a bridesmaid in her wedding which is probably not the trainer you should have yeah to be honest, but because i met her one day and i kicked like 24 hour fitness we kicked we killed it i lost weight then gained it back over time when we disconnected because i couldn't you know i couldn't afford her or whatever but um so then i also was doing comedy which makes it like out. Late at night, eating late, yeah. all sorts. Yeah, <laughs> we of all know that the the comedy, you know, yeah. shuffle. Anyway, so you know, I was training with her, but it was kind of BS because it was like I nachos last night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then, you know, COVID happened, and it became like didn't have nachos last night, didn't have a reason to drink beer. Let's just keep training. Let's keep running. And now I'm down to 145. Now let me ask you this. <laughs> So, because you said, because you were training in February, yeah. but you said that the transition mentally for you didn't happen in March. Yeah. Was there a concrete thing or moment, like for me, seeing myself on video, was <laughs> it a concrete thing for you? Was it a gradual thing? Because it seems like it obviously there's a, there's a change in mentality from when you first started chaining with her until yeah. March. Because so, she said, thank God you feel that way. So the whole, you're like, wait, bitch, this whole yeah. time you've been thinking I've <laughs> well, been slacking she, and you're not telling meaning, me? Meaning like, thank God you made the choice to you know put to not because people are going both ways with covid for sure there's like the covid 19 plus like pounds you know which is what i was yeah for sure you know? yeah. <laughs> which was i guess the shrooms choice you made <laughs> but whatever you look great but i mean like and then there's you know wait the the world isn't going to be on pause all the time this is yeah. like a great opportunity to get that body and like i'm 31 everybody has this idea like when you're in your 20s that's the only time you can be hot and that's not true no way it's so fucking far from true and like no. women have this whole idea that like it's so hard to lose weight it's so hard to focus on that and that's not true yeah <laughs> it's just we're so scared to make time to do that you know so i was like i finally have time to do this i'm gonna do it yeah <laughs> And it's going to be hard a lot, but yeah. it's my job right now, you know? Of course. And in this, in the, I mean, for a lot of reasons in this town, you should be healthy for mentally and physically for a lot of reasons. Also, like, yeah. the thing I've learned in this silly business, particularly in LA, it was a little bit different. I was doing theater in New York, but mm-hmm. like I did a movie called Tiger Tail uh, with John Cho. Do you know who John Cho is? Asian actor, great Asian actor. Kind of. What else has he done? <sighs> um I mean, he did uh, what, what the, the uh, Harold and Kumar. He's yeah. uh, Harold. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was in this film with him, and he showed up, and he's and that guy is so skinny. Yeah. And I just go, oh wow, because you don't look at him <laughs> in film and go, 
this guy looks like a, a concentration camp survivor. <laughs> but in real life, he's very slim. He's tiny. And then I met Liam Hensworth, and like his waist is like 29 inches. And you're like, mm. Jesus Christ. So you forget that, yeah. um, not that the camera adds 10 pounds, but there's really no disadvantage to being skinny yeah. as an actor. It doesn't, you know, it's very rare that someone looks skinny on film in a way <laughs> that's right, uncomfortable. Right. It's very rare that it's like, he looked way too skinny in that yeah. movie. Yeah. And I think that, <laughs> so we, we, we've sort of made it, we've normalized people looking a little bit under under yeah. par for their weight, which may and be not a great statement. And they are like so tiny. And they're yeah. fucking teeny, teeny people. Like tiny Reese people. Witherspoon, they're like teeny. Anyway, so the point is, um, it's never, never a bad thing. So, mm-hmm. It's cool you made that decision, and um, was there something leading up to that that sort of that made you not think it was important? Was it just sort of laziness? Well, it was kind of laziness, um, kind of having a momentum with comedy. Like we're both comedians. There's like this kind of like nightlife aspect. Um, and you think being social and having fun is more important? Yeah, that started moment. to just take priority. And I tell you, like I love every pound of the 25 I lost because <laughs> I it was delicious and it was fun <laughs> yeah but I can tell you that I was also tired the next day mm-hmm. and it, you know it started to take a toll and so yeah. it was kind of it caught up to me but you know there were just it just I just stopped feeling comfortable on stage because you didn't you feel like whenever you'd be on stage there was always a photographer or a video oh yeah and it's just like I love this joke, but I just don't look great. And you can't ignore it. You're like, oh, sure. I know comedy isn't about vanity. I know comedy is about making people feel good and telling a story. But I just started to feel like, but I don't feel good. And, yeah. and I was like, I deserve both, you know? And it, and it's like, I really hope when we hit the stage in 2021, you know, that w- that everybody just feels better better you know yeah that makes sense <laughs> i mean for me it was definitely a slow process that happened yeah and i would see myself on stage at the laugh factory and again like my face wouldn't get fat my neck wouldn't get fat my arms wouldn't get fat <laughs> my chest would get fat but right under my belly button yeah like a fupa for lack of a better word i would <laughs> get like a little bit of fupa and you'd see me wear a shirt and the shirt would go and then a little bit of a bump and at some point you're going, am I having, and people are like, no, because your friends are always like, no, you're fine. Yeah. But then a stranger, someone who wouldn't know would come up and like poke my belly like the Pillsbury Doughboy. And I was like, whoa, if mm-hmm. strangers are poking me in the belly, like, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah. Uh, like, it's not my imagination. I'm not just being crazy in my head and being too, too demanding. Yeah. So, um, so f- for my journey, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm never going to be a runner. Right, I can't run. Okay, so you don't like running. So I know that running is probably the best way to lose weight. It's really not. It's really not. It's like the worst way to lose weight. Okay, so I want to know. Like, I want to know your (laughs) tips. Yes, for sure. I want to know your tips on losing weight because you hear so many different things. There's the the keto, intermittent fasting. Well, that's that's a way to eat, and then there's a way to burn fat, which is hit workouts, short, fast workouts. Because what happens when you do a hit workout is that you burn calories all day. And you want to get your heart rate used to that. Is that something you should do in the morning? Because then that doesn't matter your, when you do doesn't it. Matter. It's like so, a 25 minute workout. So high intensity training and you do yeah. it by yourself. Or you do it with your trainer. I do it with my trainer. She has classes three days a week. So she teaches virtual classes and she trains me via Zoom. Yeah. It's $5 a class if you're not a client of hers. Easy. And so you just do it in your room like you're I living just room. do it in my room. And what 
what type of props would you need? You know, like little weights? Yeah, weights, uh, exercise bands. She says sliders. People use paper plates. I mean... Paper plates to slide back and forth on the floor? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I they don't work on my floor, so she's like, hey, she has alternatives for everything. If you don't have plates, just do bridges, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but um, her big thing is like hit workouts, and it's amazing. You are so hungry. And I told her once, I was like, I feel like I've hit a plateau. She was like, you're running too much. I was like, really? okay. She was like, running is the worst way to lose weight. It is the best way to maintain uh like endurance maintain shape like they you know how people refer to like i'm in shape yeah that means that they're able to like run far yeah doesn't necessarily mean that they're like low in fat that they're small or fit or whatever you want to call it Mm. you know it just means that their endurance is up they're able to run far they eat enough so that they can do that yeah so I don't run as much, but I'm hitting those hits hard. She's really big on walking, go for a walk. Yeah. So it's like, I'm learning all this stuff about how there's a balance between how many calories you burn and how many calories you eat. You don't want to push it too hard and you don't want to. Cause then you're just starved and then you just yeah. you put but everything also in your you need mouth. To eat. People are so like, Oh, I need to starve myself. You don't want to put your body into like, then like, Oh, now I'm starving. So I'm going to hold on to this fat to eat later. Yeah. You know, there, there's like a whole science behind it, but she's really finally gotten me to balance out. Oh, today's a good day off. And when you take a day off, your body builds muscle and that's okay. Yeah. You know, and maybe you're tired, but that's because maybe you're more tired on days off. Maybe you're more hungry on days off. That's because your body needs that stuff to build muscle. And, yeah. and it's been, it's been a nice lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah. What was the biggest shift in terms of your everyday life in your diet? On, uh, probably the fact that I basically don't drink as much as I used to. <laughs> See the funny thing about this, I don't, I don't drink. You don't drink. I, I never, I never liked beer. Mm-hmm. That's and great. And it's not like I'm one of those like sociopaths. Like I don't drink, man. I'm straight edge. So you I kill will, people. Yeah. I'll go out. <laughs> like I, uh, this is me. Like right. Like I booked a movie it. yesterday, right? So I went out and I. Uh, was, what movie? No, it's. it's <laughs> I, I'm 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 in an NDA situation. So. Oh. Um, and it's not like a huge part, but yeah. it was still like it was like Brad cool. Pitt. Like let's celebrate. So. <laughs> with people like, hey, have a like have some champagne uh-huh. and i go was but i don't want to be that who asked what's that was it brad pitt who asked if you wanted champagne would that be great yeah um <laughs> and i said um i was like uh, but like i'm also like i don't have problems with sobriety or AA, so i said sure i'll have yeah. champagne and i drink like two sips and i'm like i just don't want it anymore yeah you know totally. like i love weed because weed you have two hits and you're you're there yeah you don't have to digest it doesn't have to go with your liver you're Nothing ready to go weed. um so i sort of don't really like alcohol at all yeah and when people are like oh they oh you got the beer gut bill i'm like i don't drink beer yeah i've never really drank beer before after my 20s so i don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on <laughs> and um and it was really frustrating and then you hear people say well you have to eat breakfast because mm-hmm. what happens is your body goes into starvation mode uh-huh. and starts storing fat if well, you don't eat breakfast. About breakfast and then other people are like well intermittent fasting mm. is the way to go people you give yourself this window you know and they run contrary to each other from my experience like a hundred percent so i'm going well which is the better like do you need breakfast because you need to break fast because otherwise your body goes to starvation <laughs> mode or you put yourself and yeah. I, don't, I don't know and so i think a lot of people sort of hodgepodge it based on their intuition they yeah. end up just gross yeah <laughs> 
Well, you're, I mean, I think it all depends on how you look at a day. Like, what time is breakfast and how many calories in a day total? Like, it, it literally just is like, so let's say I'm 145. I should probably eat 1,700 calories in a day or whatever. Now, what is 1,700? Because I've never calorie counted. What you is don't? Never. Um, it's actually a lot more than you'd think. Um, I cal- I started calorie cutting like a month ago. Um, when you asked me to do this, that's why I was like, just give me one more month. Um, <laughs> and so I was eating like 2,100 calories a day and then I cut it down to 1,700, that 400 So you're calorie. that specific with your calories? Yeah. And you f- do you feel like you need to be But you know really... that that specificity is, is how we lose weight. That I know, little I've heard that. I just caloric... can't bring myself to like eat something and then, and then you type it in your phone? Uh, no, I'm pretty savvy on how much, many calories things are at this point. Like, yeah, it's more than you think, and it's less than you. Thought. So, what would a 1,700 <laughs> calorie day look like? Like, what would you eat? Well, I mean, breakfast is kind of like how long is a piece of string? Like, it's like okay, I'm waking up. I guess I want to work out. It depends if you want it to be a fasted workout. You know, which so a fasted workout means you work out when you haven't eaten yet. Yeah, you haven't eaten yet. Okay, yeah. that's great. You're gonna burn more calories. If you want to eat before it, you're going to do more strength probably. Yeah. So it's it's really all of that theory about like when to eat and blah, blah, blah. It just depends on how much in a day you burn, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's a time when you decide, you know, I'm not going to probably be moving as much today. I probably don't need to eat more, you yes. know. And then, then you go to bed. <laughs> yes. So it's really not about, you know, oh, don't eat breakfast. That's good. It's just like, well, what is breakfast going to mean to you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's like I'll be able to lift the weights today if I eat something. So every every time you eat, there is an intent that involves your yeah physical well-being. Exactly. Because I think for me, I've always been a compulsive eater. Okay. So in other words, like if I'm dating ooh, someone. Ooh, wait, wait. What's your weakness? What's your food that like you couldn't ever cut out? It's just Food that's in front of me. Okay. Like anything. Like literally, like I... People are like, oh, I like chocolate, but not ice cream. I like cake, but not pie. I love all of it. Okay, you like a like, cake pie ice cream. I like an- anything <laughs> anything <cake>. that <laughs> stimulates my endorphin center. Anything that goes into my mouth. Like I, yeah, I definitely have a sweet tooth. Uh-huh. Every, every type of sweet tooth. I have a savory tooth. I could eat chips. I could eat anything. There, there, there's not a bad food in the world that doesn't appeal to be in that's a heavy okay. way. Yeah. <laughs> we have to live too. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Totally. But like I used to have I used to have a, a a vegan donut habit at Whole Foods. Now, I don't know if you know about this whole phenomenon. But vegan Whole Foods Whole Foods has these vegan donuts and it on the box, vegan donuts, you think, well they're healthy because they're vegan. Mm-hmm. But it's basically <laughs> just all sugar. Mm-hmm. They taste amazing okay. and if you go to whole foods they're sold out within two hours because you <laughs> have all these heard of donuts at whole foods if that helps. oh yeah but they're <laughs> vegan donuts so all these it. like healthy yogis mm-hmm. <laughs> they go and they buy up the vegan donuts because they think they're, but it's really just you're mainlining sugar really right <laughs> yeah so people forget that the vegan like or- oreos are vegan like vegan doesn't necessarily mean healthy they're gluten-free all. too <laughs> are they really yeah Oreos are like the dessert for healthy people. <laughs> yeah. So these vegan donuts, you, you almost can't even find them at Whole Foods because people yeah. buy them up so much. And I was eat- and I was like, why am I getting fat? I'm eating vegan. Well, vegan is just a moral standpoint. That's nothing to do with health. It's yeah. Just, and I've, it's I, not of the animal. I did try to do the vegan thing where I was like, let me try it vegan. Maybe that will be the way I lose weight. And okay. it definitely wasn't happening because vegan. Yeah. It's because- not about weight loss though. 
It isn't? No, vegan is a moral standpoint. It's, I am not There's eating There's nothing healthy about being vegan? No, because vegans tend to be carb heavy. Like, the, it's, yeah. it's, no, I mean, it's a moral standpoint, which is I'm not eating anything from an animal, but they fill things up with oils and fats and, you know, things that make you feel like you're eating an animal, but you're not. You know? Yeah. I also, the, the whole thing about Did fat. Did I light this on fire? No, I just wanted to make sure that the, um, <laughs> I just want to make sure that the I'm trying to keep good. it far away make from sure, my mouth. Yeah, keep, no, keep it, keep yeah, keep it close. close. Oh, I'm going to sound keep, really quiet yeah, then. Yeah, no, it's good. No, you're fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's another thing that I, because I feel like all you hear is con, uh, is contrary evidence. Like you, like fat, mm-hmm. even like, well, fat's good, but certain type of fat and saturated fat yeah. is bad. There and are good you, fats and bad fats. But then you talk to people who are like, no, saturated fat is actually good for you. Like uh. there are a lot of people who believe that saturated fat that all types of fat there are so many schools of thought are, are good for you and, <laughs> and so I'm always kind of bouncing back and forth and yeah. without anything consistent and I think that's the biggest problem I mean today was one of the first days where I ate food at like noon okay that's because great because I usually just have coffee and a smoothie and then I'll have a dinner coffee's great for you is I'm it? a big for, for advocate for coffee coffee is wonderful for weight loss do you want to know why? why? coffee moves fat it doesn't just help bring your heart rate up, but it moves fat, which is how we actually shape our bodies. <laughs> By moving fat. So you're saying you hate running. Well, there's forms of cardio, whatever, jump rope, whatever. Well, that's why I have a trampoline. If you see over there, yeah. I have a trampoline Drink yard coffee, jump on that trampoline. For you're three gonna... minutes, you're fine. Yeah. Jump rope, I know is great. Yeah. So they say drink coffee before cardio. It yeah. helps you move your fat. <laughs> so I started getting back into jujitsu, although it's technically a lot li- not legal Wink. but i you know i'm at the point where i'm like i don't i i, I don't care mm-hmm. because i i feel like things have become so political with everything happening now with lockdown or not i just <laughs> i just no longer believe well anybody so yeah not that i think i'm immune to it I, i'm i'm i socially distance i wear masks i do all that shit but yeah. at the same time i'm not gonna be these people who are in their home for six months straight yeah. because they they think that they're it makes them morally superior. I just don't buy that. I think there's a lot of... Well, they can stay home. Yeah. And I'm going to go see my friend. Yeah. And also, <laughs> yeah, and also if, you're out, if you're outside... I have a friend with the antibody and he's the only friend I hang out with and I love him. <laughs> How bad was it when he got the uh, COVID? He just couldn't taste anything. That, that was, was it? it? And then um, it was funny. We were on the phone and I was like, oh, I have this really bad cold and my dad's a doctor. He's a heart surgeon. And I was like, I'm going to take the rapid test tomorrow. And he goes... Yeah, I know. I'm going to take a t- take a test tomorrow too. And I was like, "Why?" And he goes, "Well, I got dinner with a girl who tested positive, but <sighs> he goes, the only problem is that I can't taste." And I was like, "Well, can't wait to see you tomorrow when we find out we're negative." Yeah. And anyway, so I was like, "Guess what? COVID negative." And he was and like, like positive. <laughs> so how long was he so he had to isolate himself for how long? He didn't even isolate himself. So he was with his boyfriend in a different state, right? Yeah. And he was like they tested negative and he was like and my only symptom is that i just can't taste so, so the boyfriend was still hanging out with him like whatever yeah I, I mean it was just like a choice like okay yeah, of course. they still kept testing negative anyway then he went back and he tested or you know he went back and he tested negative negative but then positive was, for antibodies so well that's a separate test yeah so then he you know they traveled back to la in a trailer truck situation because he has horses and found out he has the antibody so the antibody the science according to like you know cnn fauci whatever 
is that you have three months guaranteed, probably for life, but three months guaranteed, you cannot give or contract the disease. And that seems, that three month guarantee seems very arbitrary. Yeah. Well, it I mean, seems like that's the best we could say right now. That's the best they can say right now, but it's pretty much like, uh, what do they call it? The thing you get when you're a kid. Vaccine or what? No, what's it? What's the red dots? Why am I forgetting this? Circle, circle, dot, dot. You got your cootie dot. <laughs> yeah, but but it's like the not mosquito bumps. What's it called? Measles. Not measles. What's the thing called? Mumps. <laughs> well, herpes. Way, it's it's Scabies? a thing. It's a thing where like once you get it, you don't get it, and they're pretty yes. sure it's one of those. So I've been hanging out with him, and it's it's like he's the only person I feel safe around. And, you know, it's just because if you have the antibody, you know, he continues to test negative. For of COVID. course. Although if you look at the media and this is where I've sort of changed my opinion on things. Uh-huh. It just seems the media is always trying to propagate fear surrounding COVID. So yeah. even the even the good news I has think we to be, should be cautious till there's a vaccine. One hundred percent. Yes. But even the good news is couched in a way that seems like bad news yeah, you know it's hard. for the longest time is all about the deaths of covid the covid yeah. deaths <laughs> and then when the deaths went down mm-hmm. they had to focus on the cases yeah and look at the upsurge in cases but the, but the upsurge in cases didn't correlate to an upsurge yeah. in deaths and you so, look at my friend who like you know we were riding horses yesterday and he's already had covid you yeah. know you look you do look at people who yes there are a lot of cases but these are like highly functioning cases. Yeah, Hardly it, knew he had it. And it, it seems you know? that hospitals and doctors are somehow more equipped to mm-hmm. deal with it in some level. I don't know how, but it just seems like the people I know, I've known a few people have gotten it recently and it's been okay. Yeah. I suppose early on when Michael Che was in the hospital, oh, gosh, you know, that people was, like that. That so, looks so sad. Um, anyway, so I do want to go back a little bit. So where are you from originally? I'm from Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we grew up yeah. in the same-ish area. Where was your high school? Maryvale Preparatory School for Girls. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Catholic school. Catholic school yeah, girl. Catholic school girl. So um, I grew up, with, I, I went to school called T.C. Williams. Have you heard about it? No. So Where is it? I'm always so like, you haven't heard of my famous high school? <laughs> um, it's Where is a, it? It's in Alexandria, Virginia. There was oh, a movie Virginia. about my school called Remember the Titans with Denzel oh, Washington. Oh, a little film. A so little Disney film. It was... Um, <laughs> And it was like we were known as a sort of athletic powerhouse, particularly for football. At one point, I think we were ranked, ranked number two or number three in the nation. Something so, um, but it was a very like urban, Wait, that's so urban cool. school. So, <laughs> I guess it's kind of cool. But it's funny because really there cool. are a lot of private schools and Catholic schools around T.C. Williams. Like one of the yeah. biggest ones, Episcopal High School, which you've probably heard of, right? Probably, yeah. It's, I have some family in Virginia. Yeah. So, um, and of course, as a white kid in T.C. Williams, yeah. you'd see the the Catholic school girls and you're like man you know if one of the guys from TC was dating a, a girl at the Catholic school like Ooh. they were the coolest dude ever yeah I schooled a girl from St. Mary's man St. Mary's yes and of course then you you, That's you grow Williamsburg St. Mary's yeah right no Saint Mary's. Well, oh William and Mary I'm thinking of William yes, and yes. Mary but um so and of course what you find out later as an adult that mm-hmm. Catholic schools are a hotbed for sin yeah was that your experience um so What's really funny is we, yeah, all girls school. And then the weekends were like, we're going to hang with the guys school, you know? Cause there was and that like, involved like sneaking out. Was it, it was boarding oh, school? Oh, sneaking out like crazy. Was it no, boarding, boarding school? school. Okay. Prep school. So yeah. like I lived at home, but Catholic But it's school. cool to, if yeah. you're a Catholic school, to be the bad girl. 
Well, we were just so desperate to see guys. Like yeah. we were just so excited for the weekends. We were like, <laughs> I have vodka in my locker. Yeah. I had a best friend expelled because she had vodka in her locker. Wow, just for having vodka. <laughs> yeah, a girl was like, I saw vodka in her locker. Oh, she was right. <laughs> and out. I went like this. I was like, you thought you were helping her? Like I called her out in front of the school. It was like a like a an end of the movie speech. Uh-huh. I was like, you could have spoken to her, but yeah. instead she has to go to public school now. Like <laughs> I was like, so what's mad. worse in faith than I that? Know. Go to public now school. Now she has to be in school with boys. Poor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people yeah. too. She was like, I just didn't want her to get hurt. I was oh, like, God, sure. but you hurt her the most. Sure. Yeah. But like on the weekends we would like, you know, we would just drink and it well, was where, so Will you go fun. to house parties? Is that the Oh, idea? house parties. We'd have field parties. Have you heard of this? We'd have barn parties. Like A field party, what? Someone get a keg in the middle of a field? Yeah. We'd be like, here's an empty space that nobody owns and we're going to just drink in it. And you put a keg there, right? Yeah. Keg. Yeah, we would have like kegs in the woods and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Kegs yeah. in the woods. I yeah. mean, kegs anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was like definitely because of all the rules and restrictions, there was this like excitement for like, let's break it, you know? Of course, of course. Let's Understandable. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why I never really got into drugs or drinking at my school because, um, <laughs> and I'm a little bit older than you, but yeah. <laughs> uh, there was there was such a problem with, with crack and, uh, oh. and oh. <laughs> so many of the football team were dealers. Oh, you know, whoa. drug dealers. Okay. And okay. there was so much trafficking, people getting arrested, and there was mm-hmm. there was drive by shootings at my school. And so it never w- it never seemed cool yeah. to do Coke. It never seemed cool. Well we yeah, we weren't doing you know that. What I mean? But yeah. if you're like the 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 I was the cool like, I kid. found my dad's scotch. We're gonna have a good night, ladies. <laughs> like that was like I had doers and we were going for the gold. You yeah, know? yeah. And I was at this time you weren't comedy wasn't on your horizon, and I, right? I was like fifteen, so Yeah, of course, of course. And then you, you get out of uh, high school, and I'm yeah. assuming you go to college. I went you're... to Towson University. And that's where? It's Maryland right too, between, right? yeah, it's right between Johns Hopkins and uh, Loyola University. Okay. And anyway, Amy Schumer went there for one semester, and we will hold <laughs> on to that forever. But um, I was the, you know, I hung out with the lacrosse players, and I was a theater kid, and that was like my little secret. So that was your thing. Like, theater was your sort of foray into comedy. You know, and you know what it, you know what's funny? It really wasn't in college, because in college i had a focus on screenwriting and directing oh wow and i would be like doing things like i was the spotlight for the show or i was like the costume designer for the show but i was so afraid to put myself out there i would say if you look at my college i was not someone you would even consider an actor yeah like any you were of that kind stuff. of in the background yeah and i feel like you know what's really cool is like professors from my college are like seeing what i'm doing now and they're like yes yes you found <laughs> your voice they're like look she's doing the laugh factory and i'm like yeah i guess yeah. i just needed to kind of like not be in college anymore <laughs> well, what's funny about that is i think a lot of comics and i think it applies to actor twos, but a yeah. lot of comics aren't necessarily necessarily the popular the most popular kid yeah. or the most they weren't the school president they weren't the most gregarious sort of hey guys you know mm-hmm. they're the Burt Kreischers of the world but in general there's a lot of <laughs> shy yeah. sort of emotionally stunted children <laughs> that um, f- 
it gives them a form to speak that they never really felt comfortable with in their life. Totally. Before, you know? I have I, a microphone and you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when was a moment where all of a sudden you picked up the mic? And it well, what's a- really funny is in high school, I was, I was voted class comedian, which was really funny. So you're always kind of a cut up. Yeah. I was always Bridget. You have to go in the hallway. Bridget. <laughs> were, <laughs> like, you the, were you doing voices? Like for me, it was always like physical comedy, like I a was trip like, over shit. Like joshing with the teachers. Yeah. And it would get to a point where the teacher would be like thinking I was disrespecting them. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. No, we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then it would be like, Bridget, go in the hallway, bring your desk. And um, I'd be out there just like waving to people. Um, comedy hit me like seven. Oh God, I don't even know when it hit me when I was out here and my roommate was like, Hey, a friend of mine. So you came out here to be an actress. Came out here at Lee Strasberg Institute method acting. Was it one of the things that you got, you got the car with the, yeah. with the cat and the drove, luggage yeah. and you drove brought across cat, country? I brought all the dogs. <laughs> no, I mean, it was just me. Just you. And, uh, but you drove across with yeah, the car. Yeah, I drove across the country. So Met classic. my friend Brianna, who I lived in Australia with when I studied abroad. Yeah. And um, she was like, hey, let's get, the, let's get the fuck out of wherever we live and just do California. Yeah. And so I finally got into an acting school, which felt like I had gotten into Harvard. Yeah, and Lee Strasberg. <laughs> Lee Strasberg yeah, like, is... I made it. Is, you know? strong, is it the one in Santa Monica Boulevard? Yeah. Santa there? Monica Boulevard. Whole Foods, yeah. So it's, it, you know, that's where I met my first like boyfriend and like, you know, I was of like, of course you always home. meet the boyfriend. Oh yeah. Class, you know, yeah. in fact, the place I live here, like that's where we moved where we were like, we're going to get married. And you know, that didn't work <laughs> out and uh, shout out to him and his girlfriend now. But, <laughs> <laughs> is it two year program this place? Um, I did the year program and then I did the fall, but I have like a certificate and now yeah. you can actually get like a college credit for taking some courses there. Or Interesting. But yeah, I took method. It was really hard for me. It seemed super masturbatory. Just this kind of like <laughs> living in your sadness. So explain what, what method is. Cause also <laughs> oh God, the, Bill. <laughs> what, me- what method is to some people, you know, I, I, this is how I look at method. Acting. Yes. It's kind of like, um, it's probably cooler the way you it's think about it. Let me put it this way. Yeah. No, I no. Trust me. I it's went to NY, cool. I went to NY, NYU grad school, okay. so I know so all these fucking bullshit techniques. <laughs> but um, I uh, it's almost how I feel about tantric, like and like tantric sex and shit like that. Okay. Right? Like okay. I, I, okay. I, I, I get I it. A, I get it. I was a Kundalini <laughs> yoga student. I studied tantra, and I know really what it is. Right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. actually not that. It's not really this hip, cool thing that mm-hmm. people seem to think it is in LA. It's a very it's an old, weird, ancient practice <laughs> so that men weren't pussy whipped is really what it was. Yeah. Is really, that was a basis. It's a really like, long way these, to do it. These succubuses thing. wanted to control you, but yeah. as a man, you can figure out how to control your dick so you're not. Yeah. So that was really the basis. So, but we, like this neototic <laughs> thing. So, way to control and now, dick. now people think method acting is this thing where like, you only speak in character and you're like Heath Ledger and the Joker and yeah. you can only, people have to call you by your character name, but it's obviously a much different thing yeah. in real life so your experience with method what was it well okay so you're speaking of like a very particular type of method so method applies to like many different teachers yeah so there is like the heath ledger method there's like the christian bale method christian bale method which is where like if i'm a person who has lost my tooth i'm gonna go to the dentist and have my tooth pulled out or like shia labeouf who got a tattoo of his actual character yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if this character went through the pain of that tattoo yeah. i have to go through so the the method i did was the chair method, which is the what chair we, method. Yeah, so Lee Strasberg has something called the chair method. Your method classes are four hours long, uh-huh. and for the first two hours, you sit in a chair and you loosen up your body, uh-huh. and it is just so long. <laughs> so long. The teacher is guiding you through it. God bless her soul. Is it like a guided meditation? 
Pretty much, but it's it's excruciating because you are just tired of thinking this long about something this simple. And you're thinking about your yeah, character. Yeah, it's like when loosen up. Mm, well, the first part, it's like feel each feel your thumb. Look at yeah. your thumb do. Oh, your thumb. Breaks apart every limb in your body. It's like being on mushrooms. Really. You're supposed to feel like Jello, but I'm thinking of like how hungry I am. Yeah, and like you're this, thinking of eating Jello. This is off the record, but apparently Charlize Theron did it for two weeks, and she was like, "Fuck this, I don't need to do this." Yeah, but anyway. Apparently, like Marilyn Monroe would, was so late for set doing this that they were like, she took it way too seriously. Uh-huh. But anyway, then you start to do your monologue while you're like super loose. And by like the last 50 minutes of class, you're like, quote, acting. This is like the most exhausting way. I, I felt exhausted. I felt tired. I felt like, you know, I would be like crying over stuff I was already over. Like I just, I, I hate that way towards acting. It, 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 it was just like, I've tried it. It's fun. Cool. Yeah. Done. That's not how I do it anyway. You just get there, you know, you just do it. And there are, there are places in our soul where it's like, that was sad. So this will, I'll think about that. Yeah. We don't need to sit and sit for four hours. So it's like, I respect people. I mad respect people who can do the method mm-hmm. for me. That's not my path. To get there. Yeah, of Maybe course. Maybe my path is shorter and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And the truth is when it's not really a realistic yeah. way to have a career so in the it, So Bill, Bill, let's put it this way. So if like instead of being like punched, let's say that your character was punched in the face, right? Yeah. Instead of being punched in the face, you would remember a time... <laughs> Where something hurt you just as much as being punched in the face. And that's the Lee Strasberg method. And you would masturbate in that thought for four hours in a classroom. Interesting. And yeah. and it just felt so like, I know how to pretend I was punched in the face. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, just be like, oh, yeah. You know? And the truth is... <laughs> Maybe your authentic reaction to being punched in the face is not what plays <laughs> the best on film. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. there's a way to look like you're being, pu- pretend you're being punched in the face exactly. that sells it better it's probably to a more camera. Bo- it's probably boring, your authentic reaction. You know, one of the things I learned most about, because I was a theater, I mean, I was a the- I don't think you're going to find someone who's really more of a theater nerd I than me. I love this. Because, <laughs> I, you know, I've done, I mean because uh, A, I'm older, but B, like my first show I did out of graduate school yeah. was uh, it was an off-Broadway play mm-hmm. and it ran for almost two years. Okay. It was a huge hit, right? Well, and, can you say the name of it? or No, because I'm going to date myself. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it was Shakespeare's first play. No, it was... Um, <laughs> it was uh, no, I was kidding. But it was, uh, it was a two and a half hour play, right? And I'm on stage the whole time except intermission. As a matter of fact, you don't get to get off stage during the play. There are times I had to pee and I had to run off stage like pee in like a jug and then come back on stage. I'll be right back. Yeah. So I'm like 23 <laughs> doing this and I remember I would show up and I was basically the second lead for okay. this big mm-hmm, hit play mm-hmm. and I would show up in my dressing room and you know the little light bulbs and you yeah. sit there and like look in the mirror and you kind of like <laughs> look at your hair and you think about yourself and your character and blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. And then the show comes on eight o'clock and you go out there and sometimes you have good shows, sometimes you have bad. And I remember kind of, um, and I like, like exercises, yeah. vocal Unique exercises New York. and I've never had good diction. So I guess it was important for me to, I had to do a British accent. <laughs> so, um, and then I read an article, 
um, an interview with Frank Langella. I don't know if you know who Frank Langella is. I don't know if he's still alive. Yeah. But he is a legendary theater actor, also a film actor. He did the movie Frost Nixon. He played Richard yeah, Nixon. Great. He's a genius actor, right? Oh, yeah. I know exactly who that is. Yeah. I mean, one of the best. But mm-hmm. he, um, and they interviewed him about his process. And he said mm. he used to be the guy that would show up at the theater at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. and look in the mirror and do vocal exercise and think about his part. He said, by the time 8 o'clock came around, I was so removed from the reality of being a human being on the planet that my character was somehow (laughs) through a prism of something else that wasn't really real. (laughs) He goes, now, basically, like, I argue with my wife, I drop the kids off, I take a dump, it's 7.30, I'm at the theater. Yeah. So when I get on stage, everything in my life, (laughs) my crazy, hectic life, is informing me. Oh my God. And an energetic level about how to behave. And I remember it, yeah. it hit me like a ton of bricks because he was basically saying in the interview, like, Bill, you're doing it wrong. Uh-huh. And at that point from then on, I said, ah, I'm not going to be the fucking 6 p.m. guy. I'm yeah. going to be the 725, 730 guy. I you like know? that. And, um, and when I made that change, my performance was never worse. As a matter of fact, I think I got better because m- my brain wasn't sort of locked into this weird... Mode there is such of thing thinking. as over preparation. Absolutely, yeah. and and also the people, you know, it it, it goes. I, I go back and forth to this a lot because same mm-hmm. thing with comedy, same thing with sports. Yeah, everyone loves the idea of a natural, right? Mm-hmm. You love the idea of, hey man, I just show up on stage and I wing it. <laughs> I'm a genius. Like there's like nothing, there's nothing cooler than that. Yeah, right? for sure. Either as an actor, as a comic, as a writer, you just like. I mean, I love that. But when I was a student, I would never study, but I'd ace my exams. And I was like, yeah, oh, I'm just like that. But then if you look at the top, top, top level of performers yeah. in anything, it's a combination of the two, right? Like mm-hmm. if you look at Michael Jordan, who is probably the apex, the apex predator, but he is the guy who's He's pretty the best, good, you know, the best <laughs> basketball player of all time. And he had that crazy natural ability, but he also had the best work ethic. So, I mean, uh, you know, all was, accounts. I actually don't know. Was he like, a, did he practice a lot or was he Oh, just he was like insane. He, he, like when he lost the, the finals, um, they're like, you know, usually you the, the, the season's over and everyone takes a month off or uh-huh. two months off before they get back to camp. And yeah. after they lost the, the finals, they said, well, where do you want to meet again? He goes, I'll see you tomorrow. And he made everyone show up the next fucking day okay. to start training. So he doesn't it, think you should stop working. Never. He's like, you should never. always be. Yeah, and I it. think there's some downsides to that. But I, but it, <laughs> it's sort of, you know, same yeah. thing Same thing with comedy too. Like, um, I'm sort of getting around to the idea of like, the comics I like the most are the ones who write the most and who sit down and, yeah. and really train their mind to write every day. I think mm-hmm. that is what I really like and respect. I've that's never, the hardest part. <laughs> I've never been. So, so I think there's a way to, as an actor, obviously you should prepare mm-hmm. and not just, but acting is a little bit different because acting is, if you have the lines down mm-hmm. and you've rehearsed everything, then all you're bringing is your organic self to the stage. Yeah. So what do you need to do to prepare your organic self for the stage yeah you put in the homework and you have your lines and the lines do have an emotional life inside you um it becomes at that point about tricking the audience really yeah you don't have to feel it every time the one thing i'll say about this play and i'm going to call out this actor so <laughs> he played oscar wilde i played lord alfred douglas and there's a scene where uh, towards the end of the play where Oscar Wilde's in prison. He died in prison mm-hmm. for gross indecency, which is homosexuality back in the day, right? Gosh. And he writes a letter to his boyfriend, which I'm playing, and yeah. the, it was in a book from uh, called Date Profundus. Uh-huh. And the letter is this very beautiful, romantic 
letter about how he loved this this boy and hope he can see him again. And there's a line where he goes, "My dearest boy, I reach out my hand to you," and he would he would reach his hand out and kind of shake it like, and yeah, like have yeah. this kind of. That was day one of rehearsal. I look over, I go, "What are you, what are you faking right now? Oh. What are you?" Why you uh, with your shaky hand? We're just reading the fucking script. Like, okay, okay, you're marking it. I get it. I, I'm a dancer too. You're yeah. marking the. Th- okay, got it. Rehearsal too. My dearest boy, I reach out my hand to you, and I was like, he kept doing that. I was like, okay, he's just kind of getting his. Uh huh. And then now we're in the show and we're doing it, and there's an audience. And there's like 500 people in the audience. My dearest boy, I reach out my hand to you, and he does this fake shit. Now, meanwhile, I'm re- reading the letter. Uh huh. And I'm all in my idea of method acting, and I'm thinking about the ghost of Lord Alfred Douglas over my shoulder, yeah, healing this cosmic rift between these two lovers who never saw each other again. Mm-hmm. And the pain and the guilt and everything. And I'm fucking snot and tears and weeping. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, this actor, Michael Emerson, who's, who's a famous actor now, he uh-huh. got nominated <laughs> for every award there was yeah. off-Broadway. He, co- he couldn't have been nominated for World War. And I got nothing. Okay. And that's not me like, meh. But my yeah. point is like, I wasn't affecting people the way he was affecting people. Whether yeah. what he was feeling was completely authentic, it did, it's eight shows a week. Uh-huh. And if you, whatever you present, if that is having the effect you want because of your voice and your so instrument. So you think he had a rehearsed positive feedback from, it, from something he would do that would get an effect? He, he was not feeling a moment of an emotional breakdown. Mm-hmm. He was, he never, I don't think he has the capacity to cry as an actor. Mm. But he has a great voice, a great look, and he had an ability to affect everyone else. Okay. And it was a moment of like, wow, my job is not to affect myself. Yeah. My job is to affect the audience. Oh, what a hard what a hard lesson to learn. You know, and what that means is your your voice, your instrument should be strong, uh-huh. your words should be clear. Um, you gotta and, slam that fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a I mean, that was my first show out yeah. of school where I was like, Oh, even though I think I'm doing like complete method yeah. ingrained acting. Like obviously people You're only aren't masturbating. getting Yeah, no people one aren't, else is orgasming. aren't affected. They're not being yeah. affected. They're just That's watching me be affected. That's what bad with the method. You're watching a play yeah. with four people masturbating and they're not touching each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this doesn't look like yeah. fun. This looks like a bad party. So here I know? am thinking about this cosmic relationship between me and the ghost of this dead person I'm portraying. <laughs> yeah. And really I should be thinking about myself and conveying yeah. the romance of this to the audience. Yeah. So, um, so really, kind of, it kind of turned me off of acting and made me rethink what it, what it meant to me. Um, and I'm, I'm always going. But to then that's what comedy is. And then comedy it doesn't became matter a situation. unless the audience is affected. Exactly. You know. Interesting. Yeah. That's actually that actually explains a lot of why I transitioned. I guess. <laughs> yeah. From that, from that to comedy. What was the first moment where you're like, I'm going to be Well, I think, I think when I think about like why I like acting, it's because I want to affect people. And I guess I never thought about it as the opposite of masturbatory. You know, it's actually like I want people to be a part of the experience. I don't want it to just be something I'm doing that they're watching. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I think that when that, when the audience is laughing, it's, that's when your soul is full. You know, that's the that's the life. <laughs> that's the great thing about about acting or comedy versus acting mm-hmm. is because here I am doing this play for a year and eight months yeah. almost, and I'm 
literally every night having a self-imposed emotional breakdown yeah. during this play. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, not knowing that I'm not affecting people yeah. the way that I, I could be affecting people because I'm focusing on the wrong things. I'm not focusing on my projection, my diction, my ability to fill the room with my voice, use yeah. levels of my voice, and to convey convey emotion. I'm thinking about my internal emotion, right? And, and But it's gotta be like multitasking because there is something to actually feeling it, but it's just about how you like project it out so that they feel it too. I'm sure, but you, you know, know? You, you can have you can have performances, you can have Oscar winning performances where that person didn't feel a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Because ultimately we're, we're about, sh- there are people who, the way they look, their face, their voice, conveys something in mm-hmm. a very easy way that is digestible and people feel affected, even if it's utter bullshit. Now, I'll never like that. Yeah. I'll never see the, I, I feel like I see those actors, I go, you're phony, this yeah. is bullshit. But most people don't, and I shouldn't be, you shouldn't be bitter about that. You should go, okay, this it is a form of entertainment. Let's yeah. not pretend. So same thing with comedy. Like if I watch a comic, if I watch Carrot Top, and I go, <laughs> well, that's fucking bullshit, but he's killing the audience. What difference does it make yeah. if he's doing a different because Technique you have to me. almost go like this is so beyond <laughs> like this is just so dumb that yeah. it's funny yeah. <laughs> like it's just so but like nobody's okay with this and it's funny yeah you know like, that's and, why yeah i blanch with people like well that's hacky like yeah what, you <laughs> know what's hacky calling something hacky is hacky yeah do yeah. they do well do people laugh at their jokes yeah. do they then have a don't following? buy tickets yeah yeah <laughs> Exactly. You know, you know, I'm always like, like these people have a following. Oh, well, they're doing better than I am. <laughs> so, what what is your goal with uh, both with comedy and fitness? Well, my goal forward? with fitness is to um, slam dunk it in my 30s, have the body of my dreams. What does that look like for you? What does that mean? Oh, like think of your favorite Sports Illustrated model. That's what I want to look like. Do you ha- do you have like a vision board of of a person up there? Kind and- of. Um, I really like. I have a few models, Sports Illustrated models that I like admire. Like they don't have a six pack; they just have a good stomach. You yeah. Know? You know, like you don't want to look like you. Could, I don't like, understand steal why women want a six pack. Yeah. yeah as a woman, I don't want to look like I could steal your girl. Yeah. I want to look like she takes care of herself. Yeah. So it's like you know, uh, there's Anne V. Um, there's a model named Emily Bach. She she's really into fitness, but it's like they're they just take care of themselves. They don't yeah. look like dudes. Like it's like a good not that I don't want to get in trouble with like gender stuff, but they don't look like they could like rip you in half. They look of like course. they could like keep up with. There's you a little run. bit of feminine. In yeah, you yeah, yeah. Side, like yeah. they still look like a lady, and so it's like for me, it's like getting to a point. Also, they always say where you look good naked or you feel good in a bathing suit. So yeah, that's I mean I would say like March. January this year I was like good thing I will be wearing a tunic this summer <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know what I mean yeah so and so you feel like you're close to your goal now yeah totally what are the if you could say like three if someone said look man I'm in a hurry <laughs> I'm an executive hurry. I don't give me three tips about keeping fit or losing weight just to lock into my cerebellum that okay. will kind of keep okay. me moving forward three tips three to uh, four three to four Okay, uh, work out five days a week. Hmm. Okay, uh, don't neglect your rest days. That That's part of the same one. Yeah. Um, cheat. Cheat when you're hungry, and when you do cheat, enjoy every minute of it, because the next day you're going to hit it hard working out. Yeah. And um, don't run too much. 
<laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Because running makes you eat more. Running makes you eat yeah. more. Running makes you very hungry and people don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Because every time I look at people who run, I'm always like, they're so skinny. And when you're running, well, they're doing other things or they've achieved a point yeah. where they're running. And what about the <laughs> idea that they always say, well, abs are made in the kitchen. Abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. So one big thing that that that's true about that is you got to delete your Postmates and your DoorDash and because you, if you don't know who's making your food, it's going to be fatty and salty. Oh, really? So <laughs> cooking your own food Cook is probably big. Cook your own food in there. You know, just ground turkey. You can make tacos. You can make a good burger. Like there's so many things you can make with healthy foods. And honestly, especially right now, like spending time in the kitchen is not a not fun time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like cut up some vegetables and make a good salad with some turkey in it. Oh, a tzatziki's good. You can have like a Greek Mediterranean dinner. Like, yeah, you can have really good gluten-free pizza. Put all the veggies on it. Like, mm-hmm. there's a really good. And then you start to only crave those foods. And then when you eat bad foods, they just aren't good. Yeah, they're like super greasy or something. So what are the what are the foods uh, like the sh- <laughs> on the short list foods to to you need in the foods foods to avoid? I mean, like I love cheese. <laughs> cheese, but yeah. cheese is probably a terrible thing. You don't want to eat a lot of cheese. In fact, I feel like with gluten and cheese, a lot of people have a intolerance to it that they don't even realize. Yeah. So they're like, why do I feel like shit? Why am I tired? Probably because yeah. you had cheese or bread. <laughs> yeah. This is how poop's supposed to look like. Yeah. Right? Why Running? do I look like I'm eight months pregnant? Yeah. It's because you had cheese or bread. <laughs> yeah. But there's a way to have a little bit of cheese. My my trainer, Alex Trickle, um, she always says, have a little bit of bad with the good. So yeah. if you want to have like a really healthy salad, put a little bit of feta on it, you know? Yeah, for sure. If you're going to have a salad, have some honey mustard. Yeah. You know, just like, don't have the cheese plate at the restaurant. Yeah, just don't do nacho fries. You know, yeah. like there's a way to have, you know, if you want to have a really good omelet without cheese, load up the salsa, you know, like do all the bad things with the good things if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. And um, in terms of... Uh, do you, do you look at your comedy as a way? Can you incorporate your fitness? Do you think that there's overlap in yeah, terms of entertainment I'll do with that? <laughs> I mean, I've thought of some funny things, but like, I mean, basically, I feel like when I think of a comedian, I think of somebody who, you know, doesn't take care of themselves. Think of somebody who doesn't take care of themselves, yeah. which is like, you know, it's sad. It's a stigma, but it's, I think it's because we're not really hung up on our looks. Yeah. We're hung up on making people laugh. Yeah. You know, and there's something about if I vehicle. don't look so good, because I think that's yeah. thing you hear like, she can if be you look funny and good, not look good in a one piece, you if, know, if you look too good, no one's going to laugh at you. Yeah. Which and then is that's a bullshit all. idea. I was on another pod that another pod where we talked about how like some jokes don't work for women if they look good that night. Interesting. Isn't that that's true? Silly? Is there a joke in particular you can think of? I've had jokes where, you know, the point of the joke is basically that I, you know, aren't as hot as, you know, whatever. Yeah. And if I look particularly good that night, which everybody has a good night, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't work. Yeah. And they're like, but you're fine. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. but sometimes. Yeah. But if like, I look like a straight up dude, it works. <laughs> of course, of course. So it is interesting with like women because we're, you know, we do have to dress for our material. <laughs> That's it's, well, I think it applies to men too. I remember I used to think same thing, like, having a good body as a man is counterproductive to being funny. But then you see 
Dave Chappelle, all of a sudden he's yeah. like ripped and swell. He's still fucking funny. Totally. Look at Eliza Schlesinger. She's like a Sports Illustrated model. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's beautiful, but she plays a total dude on stage and I love it, yeah. you know? So I think it just puts the onus on the writing because the writing has to be good enough so yeah. that no matter what you look like, Totally, and your works. act outs have to be full, wholehearted. Yeah. You can method out your act outs. <laughs> yes, yes. You have to fully commit to those. Or there, I have had moments where I've looked in the audience and I'm like, they don't believe this story. <laughs> <laughs> they don't They don't believe who I'm playing. So what are your goals for comedy in uh, in, in quarantine? Or what do you, do you have anything you're looking forward to? Anything, how do you think it's going to look when I'm we get out of this? I'm thinking of starting a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About what? Um, I think that my main thing is going to be talking about pop culture because I'm really into reality TV shows. But I also want to have like guests on kind of like this. Like I totally yeah. have you on it. Um, I want to have my friend who's had COVID on it. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot to talk about and um, I want to talk about it. But more than anything, just getting in shape for the stage in 2021. That's great. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're going to be on that stage. Damn it. <laughs> we are. We are. I think that's great. I think I think podcasts, the way to do a podcast these days is have have a theme and a take and as yeah. original as possible because I know that, you know, I've been doing this podcast for a while now and it's basically an interview f- format. Yeah. But I have found that bringing people in with hot takes yeah. and stuff that they want to You were like, discuss, have a hot take. I was like, okay. M- makes it different because <laughs> a lot of times people, they want to learn. You yeah. Know well, I mean? the earth is flat, so yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's talk about that now. All right. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to plug? Anything else you... uh Nope. Just thanks for having me. Yeah, and good I to haven't see seen you. It's you been since, so long. God, yeah, February, March. <laughs> it's it's funny how how many people uh, and even friends of mine where I go, hey, you want to do my podcast? They're like, yeah, are we doing it Skype or Zoom? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do so Skype or Zoom. Yeah. I'm like, it's in my yard. <laughs> it's outside. It's socially distanced. I have sanitizer everywhere. Yeah. I, I, I clean the equipment. Are you okay with that? And a lot of people aren't. Uh. And they're like, well, after this is over, I'm like. It's never over. So, uh, I mean, yeah. even a vaccine, let's be honest, the vaccine is not going to make this magically not be a thing. Yeah. So, um, it's just going to separate out the people who want to live a little and the people yeah. who don't. And I even think if coronavirus, if we mostly get a handle on it, I think a lot of the stuff with handshaking and social distancing and masks, it's yeah. going to stay. Yeah. Because why not? Because humans are gross. And dating's going to feel extra naughty. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> humans are gross. You should stay away from them in general. So I know. it's good. But people are gross, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my hot learned, take. People that's why I learned in 2020 is human beings are disgusting <laughs> on every level. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. Thanks for coming. We, people can find you on what? Bridget Sale Comic on yeah. Bridget Sell <laughs> S-E-L-L Comic on Instagram and the Twits and the Facebooks or whatever. Yeah. I don't really have Twitter, but. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Get the fuck off <laughs> Actually, that thing. I do have Twitter. It's B Sell Money. Haven't tweeted money. since 2013 and enjoy those. Ignore it. Ignore <laughs> it. It's, it's a cesspool. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in.